Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. Starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear. Runner-up, Stirk Daddy. D. Slacky. Andy Pollock. Lefty79. Randy Santarelli. WGL 1035, Justin STP6, Little Slads, Prince Palmer 17, China Star, and Buxton 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We are coming to you as we are about to transition into week number 13. We are getting right to the end of our season. We're going to be covering the last, or uh, basically, last two weeks, correct? Yeah, it's been a little bit. So we'll cover week 11 and 12, and then we'll preview week 13. I'm joined, as you heard, from... Coach of the Year candidate Jeff Satter, I mean Justin St. Peter. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it's quite a quite a story in the last game. Figured uh, I'd bring this out to the listeners. Last night um, we were on at the on the road against Horcom. We got off to a fifteen point deficit right off the bat, and one of my best players gets his what we thought was his third foul. So I was going to sit him for the rest of the first half. All of a sudden, the scorer tells me that it's his fourth foul. And I'm like, there's no possible way. Um, so I try to sub him out. And the referee said that he's been giving us warnings and he will not let my player sub in because his jersey's not tucked in. Um, I looked at the referee and I'm like, are you what? And the referee repeated himself. He's like, his jersey's tucked in. I've been giving them warnings. I, talk, I told him I'm literally trying to sub out the guy that I we now think has four fouls to make sure he can play the rest of the game. He's not coming in, and he walks away. I'm like, are you kidding? And the rest, I turned to the bench, and I was just dumbfounded. Looked at my seventh grade coach, looked at the rest of the, ro- the team on the bench, and they're all like, what in the world just happened? So I had to call my guy over, tell him, don't even make it look like you're attempting to foul anyone and so i can actually play you in the second half well we get back to it uh loose ball he gets out of the game thankfully and then later on and granted these are the same jerseys that seventh and eighth grade boys have been wearing for two years so a couple of them are a little short and they come untucked pretty easily um i had another player had the same problem wasn't allowed to come in i'm like I turned to my guys on the bench and I'm like, you will have your jerseys tucked in no matter what the rest of the game because apparently this referee cannot handle it. And thankfully we did. Um, I had four guys with four fouls. It was a shit show. But we came back and we won by 15 because I had a couple of my best players take over. But I've never, ever seen in my life seen 
a referee deny a kid going into the game because his shirt was a little <laughs> bit untucked? You should have got a technical. Oh, what's the point? They would have just <laughs> thrown me out of the game the way it was going. Was your shirt tucked in? Yes, it was. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Setting a great example. I guess. That was, I was still dumbfounded by that one. I talked to a couple other coaches in the Partyville district, and I've never heard of that one in my life. I've heard of some warnings. Never a guy denied from going into the game until last night. Okay, so before we get into the week recaps, we're going to hand it over to Justin, who's going to talk about cookies from the last two weeks. So uh, week 11, it went pretty well for us. Um, it was one of our top scores um, of the year, I believe. It was uh, number four on the year, yeah, 361.56. Um, had a team, D. Slacky, had a great week with three cookies. Andy, Sterk, and Ryan each had two. Myself, China Star, Cascade, and Will had one. Uh, our top scorer of this past of week 11 was Tony Pollard when he really went off, um, and he had that long touchdown run when they absolutely – shit can the vikings um so joe burrow uh tony pollard Najee harris Devonte adams amari cooper travis kelsey and the flexes they had uh, josh palmer and derrick henry the kicker spot ryan got tyler bass's 23 which is insane for a kicker uh max crosby went off with 28 and a half michael parsons had over 20 jaquan brisker um snuck in with a cookie at the db spot and then uh, TJ Watt for Stark was in the IDP flex. Uh, There's a couple other cookies that were sitting on the bench in week 11. Most notably, I believe it was Nick Bolton, the week that uh, Will was very upset he didn't start him. But then with week 12, this past week, um, Cascade, Little Slats, Will, Andy, and Logan all with two cookies. Lefty, Randy, and Stark each with one apiece. Um, at the quarterback spot, it was a very close battle. Uh, Jalen Hurts for... Cascade had 34.82. Herbert lost out in a cookie by 0.6 with 34.76. Um, that's a pretty close one. It's the closest one I've ever seen for a quarterback in the two years we've been doing this. Uh, Josh Jacobs, of course, went absolutely beast mode. Top scorer of the week. One of the top scorers of the season with the 49.8. Miles Sanders for lefty at 31. Justin Jefferson for Andy at 29.3. Chris Godwin for yourself with 29. Uh, the wide receiver scores weren't as great this week. Usually there's at least one or two in the 30s. Um, Dalton Schultz for Randy at 19. Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson, the young future wide receivers for Little Slats, each with a cookie apiece. Um, I'll get back to the kicker spot in a second. We had um, Ed Oliver for Andy with 23 against me. Uh, Nick Bolton did make the starting lineup for Will this week, and he got his first cookie. Could have had two in a row. Uh, Derwin James for yourself, Brian Burns for Sturt. We got to the kicker spot, and there was a tie. So Sleeper gave it to Justin Tucker. Uh, we gave it to Harrison Butker because, unfortunately, with Justin Tucker's greatness, they trotted him out there for that 67-yard field goal, which if he would have made, 100% would have been the cookie winner. But because he missed that field goal, Harrison Butker didn't miss a field goal. Uh, so we give it to Harrison Butker because he went perfect for the week. Um, so Will gets that cookie at 14. If you look at some of the player cookies, Patrick Mahomes is the leader of the quarterback position with three for D. Sladke, 
Then we have Josh Allen, Tua, and Lamar, each with two apiece. Uh, at the running back spot, Josh Jacobs with a late surge to be the top running back with four cookies for Cascade. Austin Eckler for Sterk and Saquon for D. Sladke each have three. And then uh, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Miles Sanders each with two apiece. We move on to the wide receivers. Justin Jefferson leads the pack with five for Andy, followed by Jamar Chase, who comes back this week for, with four for Ryan. Then Tyree Kill for Sterk and Devontae Adams for D. Slappy have three. Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and Amon Ross St. Brown have two. And both the running back and wide receiver spots have a shit ton of players with one. Uh, tight ends. D. Slatke is leading the pack with Travis Kelsey's four. Mark Andrews has two for Cascade, and a whole host have one. Kickers, Nick Folk for Danny has three. Ryan Suckup, Justin Tucker, and Evan McPherson have two. At defensive linemen, Max Crosby is leading the way with three, and nobody else has over one. Linebackers, uh, this is where we have Micah Parsons in the lead with three and a half for Cascade. Devin White has three for China Star. Roquad, Smith, Zaven Collins, Matt Judon, and TJ Watt each have two with a bunch with one. And then we have a three-way tie at the defensive backs spot with Harrison Smith for Randy, Javon Holland for myself, and Marcus Williams for Stark, each with two apiece. We go to the team total. This week's team total, like I said, was not that great. Um, we've had 12 weeks of cookies so far, and this was the ninth-ranked um, cookie team with only 342.86 points, which is still... 66 off of our week two performance, which was the best I think we've had all time. Um, if we look at the team totals for cookies, there's been a little bit of movement over the past two weeks. Team D Slacky is back on top alone with 23 cookies. Get Burrowed Bitches is in second with 21, followed by Outdoor Furnishings with 17 and a half. Then Ice McCaffrey is in fourth with 17. Team China Star has 13. Tactical Tanking Allowed has 12. Then we have a tie between Ryan and I at Partyville 7 and 1 and the Prince who was Pitts with 10. Then the next tie is Free Frosty Fan Club and Team Little Slides with 8. Time to Play the Game has 7. And Operation Get to 500, you're currently there, um, has 6.5 cookies on the year. That's the cookies from the last two weeks. We saw a couple teams with uh, some big amount of fab. Uh, added in the past two weeks and some of them blew through it very quickly so let's take a look at the first week 11 matchup it came between justin at five and six and then myself at two and uh nine after this matchup justin won it by about 28.6 he underperformed by about 11 and i underperformed by about 21 uh, on my side, I had 24 from Tanithrill, 2.7 from Michael Carter-Williams, and 5.7 from Glenn Robinson, 13.8 from Ish Smith, 13.6 from King Slayton, 10 from Dicker the Kicker, and in his last game on the roster, Jerry Hughes scored me one, and Eric Kendricks scored me two. You wanted to make mention something about Eric Hendricks. Yeah, absolutely. Um you and Will talked for like, I don't know, 30 seconds about Eric Kendricks being a rosterable linebacker that definitely shouldn't be on the waivers. And I realized after I um, picked him up and he fell on a fumble in the end zone and got like 12 points for that play and got a cookie, that there was no way he was going to top that performance. So far, we've been proven right. Um, 
He's a good linebacker, don't get me wrong, and he, he'll have occasional weeks where he'll pop off. But I felt getting a 21-year-old linebacker who had some room to grow and potentially, yes, he's a badger, but he had some room to grow as he's a starting middle linebacker that gets tackles for the Bears was my best option going forward. And so far, I've been okay. We'll, we'll see if that comes back to bite me in the ass. Moving on with the rest of my team, I had 11 from Mike James. On Justin's side, he had 1.9 out of Jalen Warren, 16.4 from Jonathan Taylor, 21.2 from Young Buck, 31.3 from Amari Cooper, 11.5 from He's Back, 10.6 from Terrace Marshall Jr., 13 from Brandon McManus, 5 from Aaron Donald, 1.5 from Justin Simmons, who's off your roster. What the hell? I just dropped him. He's been absolutely horrible this year. Mm. And 12.5 from Jack Sanborn. The next matchup was between Lefty, time to play the game, and Outdoor Furnishings. And man, I've been waiting to talk about this matchup for a couple weeks now. About two. As Cascade Bear won this matchup 212-81. to <laughs> My God. That is a 130-point victory for Cascade Bear. The largest point margin in on any matchup in our league's history. Wow. Cascade moved to six and five, and then Lefty was also six and five. So Lefty underperformed by forty three. Kind of expected that by looking at how low his score was. And Cascade, even when he scored two twelve, underperformed by eleven. Lefty had nine point seven from Game of the Generals, three point seven from Snakes and Ladders, uh, a pair of nine and a half performances from Texas Rollum and Perfection, eleven point nine from Scrabble. And three from Vikings on board before he cut him. He also had one and a half from Screaming Eagles, ten from Mousetrap. Uh, Mousetrap and Scrabble, the only ones that scored him double digits. Man Bites Dog with two and a half, and then Vikings Gone Wild, 0.5. Cascade side, he had 26.2 from Bird Feeder, 14 from Giant Sombrero and Shades, 21.1 from Ladder Golf Game Set, 17.1 from DPJ Water Sprinkler. 22.4 from Superstar Flower, 12.3 from Squirrel Feeder. Gosh, there's a theme here. Double digits by every single person. Wicker Furnishings with 19. And uh, Outdoor Metal Artwork with 24.4. In the IDPs, 12.5 from Electric Weed Whacker. 4 from Justin Houston, who was off the roster. And 6 from Cairo Santos, also off the roster. He had 11.5 from CJ Gardner Johnson's Smoker Grill. And then 21.5 from 2021 Unanimous Defensive Player of the Year. Third matchup was between Hannibal Eckler and Team D. Sladke. Team D. Sladke won this 211.2 to 180.4. That's about a 31-point victory for D. Slads, who moved to 8-3 and, and Sterk to 8-3. D. Slads underperformed by 31, and Sterk underperformed by 23. D. Slack, you have 33.4 from Mahomes, 14.4 from James Conner, 14.8 from Stephon Diggs, 33.1 from Devontae Adams, 35.5 from Travis Kelsey, disappointing 2.5 from Mike Williams, 28.5 from Max Crosby, and 11 from Abella Danger's Man. On Sterk's side, he had 14.5 only from Josh Allen, 36.9 from Tony Pollard, 17.6 from Christian McCaffrey, and 16 from Brandon Nayuk. 10.7 from Alan Lazard, 18 from Eckler, 17.7 from Zeke, negative four from Graham Gano. 
Missed two extra points. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be an all-time kicker low. Uh, got to be. 18 from TJ Watt, 8.5 from Eddie Jackson off the roster, and 12 from TJ Edwards. Then we had tactical tanking allowed against Get Burrowed Bitches. Get Burrowed Bitches won this matchup 163.4 to 97.6. So that's about a 66-point victory for Andy over Randy. Another blowout. Andy moved to 7-4 and four and Randy to 5-6. and six. Andy underperformed by 7 and Randy by 40. On Andy's side, she had 34.7 from Daddy, 12.9 from Elvin Kamara, 27.3 from Derrick Henry, 18.1 from DeAndre Hopkins. The worst game of the season for Justin Jefferson, Roy, was 6.3 and 3.9 from Robert Tunyon, 11.8 from Gabe Davis, 12.4 from Keenan Allen. Also had 9 from Deshaun Elliott. On Randy's side, he had, oh my gosh, 2.2 from Kirk Cousins, uh, Average mid performances by Nick Chubb and Delvin Cook. Uh, same thing goes for his wide receivers of KJ Osborne and AJ Brown. Dalton Schultz was disappointing. Kareem Hunt was disappointing. And then he flexed. I love this name. It brings back so many good memories. Kendall Hinton, when they brought him in as like the, what was he, like a wide receiver on the practice squad? Yep. And then played him at quarterback at the COVID year. 13 oh, from Daniel. Put him up in one of my fantasy leagues, and I started him in my flex spot and got up, got negative points for him because I think he threw like two picks. Yep. Uh, 13 from Daniel Carlson, 10 from Duran Payne. Uh, I just lost my place. We got 11.5 from Fred Warner. Disappointing other IDP performances. The next matchup was between. Little Slads and Operation Get the 500. This was a very close matchup. This is a brutal loss for Will. 151.8 to 150.2. 1.6 points separated Little Slads and Will. Will moved to 5 and 6, and uh, Little Slads moved to 4 and 7. Little Slads underperformed by 26, and Will underperformed by a whopping 51 points that week. Thanks. Little Slads scored 24.6 from Justin Fields, 12.2 from DeAndre Swift, 14.2 from Ramondre Stevenson, 23.8. T. Higgins, 15 from Amon Ross St. Brown. Garrett Wilson was disappointing. Greg Dolchich, wait. Oh, yeah. With 7, uh, 18.3 from George Pickens, 10 from Matt Gay. Bad game by Khalil Mack, 1.5. 10 from Hassan Reddick. On Will's side, he had 23.7 from Got That Dog in him, 13.3 from I'm Your Boogeyman, 17.7 from Devin Singletary, 13 from Sutton on the Dock of something, 13.5 from Catches Anything. What is it? The Bay. 4.3 from Banana Foster's Moreau. Bad 4.5 from Hooked on a Thielen. 14 from I Get Lifted, 11.5 from Jake Kumaro's Cousin. 13.5 13.5 from Got Kicked in the Dick, and 2.5 from Get Down Tonight Eyes Emoji. Last matchup of Week 11 was between Prince Palmer, the Prince who was Pitts, and Team China Star. Kind of a close matchup here again. Prince Palmer won this matchup 150.4 to 137.0, so about a 13-point performance. Uh, China Star moved to 5-6. 
And then Ryan moved to five and six as well. Ryan underperformed by 40. China Star underperformed by 32. Ryan had 15.4 from Miss Jackson's is for real. Bad game by Thunder Thighs with 3.3. 17.2 from Let's Ride. 11.7. Campbell's Soup. Uh, seven points only mid from Van Jefferson and Kyle Pitts. 5.8 mid from Alec Pierce. 30.6, however, from my cousin. 23 from Best Kicker in Da League. Uh, he cut, J not Jordan Love, uh, Jalen Love, I think it is. It is Julian Love with 8.5. And, and now he's cut. On China's side, he had 10.6. Continued bad performance by Russell Wilson. 27.6 from King Rowland. 13.9 from Darnell Mooney. 24.4 from George or Yogurt. Bad performance by Spaceball Trooper. 14.7 from Dark Helmet. Bad performance by Deontay Foreman. Uh, IDPs, all pretty bad. Let's move on then to week number 12. So very recent. It was Thanksgiving. We had three games on Thursday. A lot of excitement. First matchup was a very close one. It was between myself, Free Fought, Frosty Fan Club, and Time to Play the Game. Time to Play the Game won this matchup 171.9 to 167.4. Four point five point victory for Lefty, who is now seven and five, and I lost my ninth straight to move to two and ten. I underperformed by forty five, and Lefty underperformed by forty one. Wow. Okay. On my side, I had 17.9 from Tua Frosty Viloa. Bad game by Michael Carter-Williams again, 5.6. Glenn Robinson at 20.5. Chris Middleton with 29. 15.3 from TJ Ford. Uh, cut after a five-point performance from Jonathan Allen. 13.5 from Jordan Awara. 19.5 from Mike James. Lefty side, he had 23.3 from Gin Rummy and 12.2 from Sari. Bad performance by Snakes and Ladders. Once again, five carries for eight yards, uh, 5.6. 13.5 for Outburst and 18.7 from per Perfection. 11.7 from Humans and 31 from Risk. 16.9 from Yahtzee, 10 from Psycho Killer. IDPs, he had 16 from Mousetrap. Two only from Screaming Eagles. Second matchup was between Tactical Tanking Allowed and D Sladke. Tactical Tanking Allowed, Randy won this matchup 166.2 to 151.6. So approximately a 14.5 point victory for Randy, who is now 6 and 6. And D Sladke lost and is now 8 and 4. D Sladke underperformed by 30 and Randy by 11. So pretty good. Obviously, when you hear a lower margin between the two, that means that you picked a pretty good roster compared to what you had on your bench. On D Slacky's side, he had 20.4 from Patrick Mahomes, 21 from James Conner, 15.2 Saquon Barkley, 21.7 from Stephon Diggs, 14.9 from Devontae Adams, 15.7 from Travis Kelsey, and then a, a flat zero from Tyler Higbee, along with 2.7 from Demarcus Robinson. Terrible performances by his flex. 16 from Max Crosby. On Randy's side, he had 27.8 from Kirk Cousins, 20.2 from Nick Chubb, and 10.6 from Delvin Cook. 
12.6 from A.J. Brown, 19.1 from Dalton Schultz, 19.3 from Samaje Pirine, 15 out of Fred Warner. Third matchup was between Outdoor Furnishings and Hannibal Eckler. And Cascade Bear continues his dominance head-to-head against Sterk, winning this matchup 194.2 to 174.1. 20-point victory for Cascade, who is now 7-5, and, and Sterk is now 8-4. Cascade underperformed by about 24, and Sterk underperformed by 21. On Cascade's side, he had 34.8 from Jalen Hurts, 14.3 from David Montgomery, oh shoot, bird feeder, ladder game, golf set, golf game set, and then outdoor metal outwork with 10.6, 20 from Horseshoe Pit, 11 from Squirrel Feeder, and 18.9 from Giant Sombrero and Shades. As Justin made mention of, an absolutely insane performance by Wicker Furnishings with 49.8. 13 and a half from 2021 Unanimous Defensive Player of the Year. Bad one points from C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Sterk side, he had 33.9 from Josh Allen. 11 and a half from Brandon Ayuk. 15 from Tyreek Hill. 25 from Eckler. 16 and a half from Zeke. 11 and a half from Miles Garrett. Eddie Jackson's now on the IR and won't be starting for him. He's off the roster. Along with 20 from Brian Burns. Next matchup is between Get Burrow Bitches and Partyville 7-1. and one. Get, uh, Andy won this matchup by 42 points. She is now 8-4 and four and Justin is 5-7. and seven. Andy underperformed by 27 and Justin by 38. Andy started Daddy with 20, 14.7 from Derrick Henry, 19.7 from DeAndre Hopkins, and 29.3 from Roy. Bad game by Evan Ingram, who only had one target but had one catch for four yards. 15.8 from Tyler Lockett, 23 from Ed Oliver, and a bad performance from Zayvon Collins, three points. Justin side, 29.2 from Cod Cheat Code. Bad game by Cam Akers with 3.7 and 18.8 to Jonathan Taylor. 11.2 from Young Buck and 16.4 from Amari Cooper. Bad game by Mike Kosicki with zero. Oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. Goose Egg is sick is back. <laughs> uh, and then 1.8 from Terrace Marshall Jr. Four from Monster, who's he's out now. Is he going to miss time? They might as well shut him down, I guess. Um, but he's 31. I haven't he's... seen that yet. Yeah, it looks like he's out against Seattle. Oh, that was last week, right? No, oh, that's this week. Mm-hmm. High ankle sprain and could miss more time beyond this weekend. All right. You broke some news to me. I knew he got hurt. <laughs> I just didn't know he was out. He hasn't been like over the top good at all for you this week, or at least this year, I mean. It's in a couple, but outside of that, no. He really hasn't. Three double-digit games. Last year, it looked like his baseline was around, like, seven points. His baseline this year is Mm -hmm. around, like, five. Um, Then we had bad performances from also Bobby the Jumpman and Javon Holland. But you did get 12.5, another double-digit game from Jack Sanborn. And Sanborn's playing well. Yeah, I agree. Next, we had a really close matchup once again. It was between Team Little Slads and the Prince Who Was Pits. A couple people voiced their frustration with 
Ryan starting Jamar Chase, who was ruled out, did not have a violation occur. I know for a fact that many people have stated they will be proposing a new rule change that removes the 24-hour window. Um, he was ruled as, like, not expected to play as of Thursday. So I think a lot of people were like, dude, you knew he wasn't going to play. Did you see this? I didn't realize that he did that until um, I saw some messages. I had to figure out who the hell they were talking about. Um, if he starts Olamide Zacchaeus, which I don't know if he would or not. Yeah. Literally any other receiver he would have won. I assumed he would have started Van Jefferson. And he got 11. Yeah, yeah he would have won. I would assume. Even if he started, like, Chark. But Chark obviously had a Thursday game, so. Hmm. I mean, yes, it didn't violate the roster. And now that I'm seeing that, if he was not ruled, not likely to play on Thursday feel like you probably should have him out of your lineup but there's not a rule against it so yeah we'll have to see so anyways little slads won this match at 160.6 to 157.9 so that is about a two and a half point victory for little slads underperformed by 31 and ryan underperformed by a massive 50 points is that the biggest margin we've seen so far 50 it might be yeah Little Slaz got 21.6 from Jared Goff. Bad point three points by Travis Etienne before he got hurt. 20.2 from Ramondre Stevenson and 24.4 from T. Higgins. 27.9 from Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, yikes, three from Greg Dolchich. 26.4 from Garrett Wilson and 10.7 from George Pickens. On Ryan's side, he had 25 from Miss Jackson is for real. 20.9 from Rashad White. 10.8 from Let's Ride, 3.4 from Campbell's Soup, 20.3 from Gimme More, 13.9 from Brownie, 10.6 from Josh or My Cousin, zero from Cheat Code, uh, 15 point from or 15 point, 15 from Thunder Thunder Highs, 12 and a half. <laughs> the fuck! I should have just called him Alonzo Highsmith. Should have. Twelve and a half from Hickey, seventeen and a half from Laculio, and look at this: another zero from Billy Jean Kid. Oh. Oof. Big oof. Last matchup of week number twelve was between Team China Star and Operation Get to Five Hundred. This matchup ended in a seventy-point victory for Operation Get to Five Hundred. 169 to 199. Will is now 6-6, six and, six and China Star is now 5-7. China Star, un okay, here we go. China Star underperformed by 63 points. That might be the new biggest. Quite a bit. Will underperformed by 40. So on China side, you had 10.4 from Russell Wilson, 10.9 from Najee Harris, 11.3 from Allen Robinson. What happened there? Was he ruled out? Did he play? He played and got hurt and was immediately ruled out for the rest of the year. Really? I believe. So he was in the game. Thought so. Because I can only scroll so far in his news. Mm hmm. Hmm. 
John Robinson at New Orleans against Kansas City. Oh, I don't know. When was he ruled out? It's a good question. He says the news is ruled out as um, as of three days ago. It doesn't tell us when he was officially ruled out, if it was the 24 hours or not. Three days ago would have been what? Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, right? Ruled out for season, so the morning of game. We'll look that up. Keep going. You're going to look it up? Yeah. All right, cool. So just looked up. Look out or look up Allen Robinson ruled out versus Chiefs or something. Um, okay, so zero from Allen Robinson, three point six from Spaceball Trooper. Oh, I got another one. Darnell Mooney, I know he did play, correct? Yes, he got hurt right away. Okay. So that one we don't have to look up. Three point six from Spaceball Trooper, five point six from Yogurt, nine point six from Lightning Bolt, fourteen from Spaceballs the Kicker. 15 and a half from Dr. Schlockton. On Will's side, he had 34.7 from Got That Dog in Him. 10 from Devin Singletary. 13 and a half from Sutton on the Deck of the Bay. 20.1 from Catches Anything. A pair of 6.8s from The Muth is Luth and TikTok Sensation. 9.2 from Bourbon Myers. 14 from Harrison Bucker. 10 and a half from Rashawn Evans. 19 from That's the Way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so Allen Robinson was questionable on Friday. Saturday, they weren't. They still weren't sure. It was one of those Rappaport Schefter news bombs at like midnight or like 1 a.m. Sunday morning saying that he was out. And mm-hmm. then later that day, he was ruled out for the year. So he should be good then. He, that's not a roster violation. Okay, good. And that is it for week number 12. So I know you had some waivers you kind of wanted to touch on. From these last two weeks? Oh boy. I have that up yet. Uh, but yes, yes. Um, I thought some of the waivers that did happen were kind of interesting because a couple of them didn't, haven't really done much in two weeks ago. Um, let me go back to the waivers real quick. Oh, it was from November 23rd was their last pod other than last week when waivers last ran. So you picked up Mike White immediate, and he immediately got some points for you that you didn't start him. Um, for a couple bucks, Cascade switches kickers. I switched Eagles. You went up. You went out and paid nine dollars to go get Marlon Mack. I'm gonna drop Marlon Mack all <laughs> <following> week. <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, and then you went and got Greg Dortch for sixteen, and he didn't play. Uh, those are the waivers from two weeks ago. And then now. Look at the waivers that just ran. There's some really big ones. Um, so we'll start off at the top with uh, Zonovan Knight, who made his NFL debut, had a great game, and went for $41 to Randy. Um, you were right behind at 37. I had 29. Sturk somehow thought he was going to get him for four. Uh, Randy has a guy that he can probably start right away if he needed to. Yeah. Um, I went and got Naheem Hines after Will dropped him for 31. I pretty much said, fuck it. All of my backup running backs suck, so why not grab another one? Um, he could have some potential next year, but like this year I think it's going to be a little bit late for an impact. 
Uh, Jamichael Hasty went to Little Slads uh, for 26. Um, wasn't 100% sold on getting him. Like he had a f fantastic game, but ETN injury isn't going to be long term. They just did get Darnell Anderson. Um, I wasn't sure if it was worth all that money because I'm not sure how much he's going to be featured this week. We'll see. I might be wrong. Um, Benny Snell went to you for 11, um, and you get him in the tiebreaker because Randy also picked, put in $11 for him, and that was where you dropped the immortal Marlon Mack. Uh, Sturt got Ty Johnson for 4 bucks, but oh, nope, no he didn't. Money went back. You got Ty Johnson for 4 bucks. Uh, you got Montez Sweat for free. China Star went up and got Tevin Coleman from the 49ers practice squad. Richie James went to Lefty for free. And, oh, sad. How, how do you want to lose Dar Denzel Mims? <laughs> Had to go. Any reactions to some of those big purchases uh, of Fab for those guys? I was pissed I couldn't land Zonovan White. Or is out of a night, I mean. Okay. Uh, he, he looked great, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have just added to my plethora of Jets players, I guess. I don't actually have that many, but I do. I have Mike White. I have Ty Johnson now, Michael Carter, Brees Hall. And that's it. So all the running backs and the quarterback. And the franchise quarterback. That's why I'm like, I, I just went and dropped Justin Simmons because he's old and he hasn't done much. Even though, like, two years ago, he was one of the best safeties mm -hmm. and went up and got Naheem Hines. And like I said, he's not doing anything this year, but you never know about next year. All right. So do you want to take us through this next week's matchups? we got some big ones, or should we talk through the standings first? I don't know. I think the standings first, just to kind of see the matchups that, like, really pay attention towards. Sure. Okay, so let's take a look first at who would be in the playoffs right now based on records and points for. So we have three teams that's eight and four. In order, it would be Sterk, who is 68 points ahead of D Sladke. And then. Oh, whoa. Sterk, Sterk only has $6 in Fab left. Yep, he had, I think he had two left, and then he got some Fab from Cookies. Okay. So he is eight and four. Uh, with 22.71 for points, he's 68 ahead of D. Slack. He had 22.03, and then Andy is also at eight and four in the third spot at 20.11. So she is 92 points behind D. Slacky. She's really got to make up some ground, or just take a game away from D. Slacky or Sturk to get that by right now. If we look at who they play moving forward. Or should we just continue with the standings and talk about opponents after? Standings and then opponents, I okay. think. Then we have two teams that's seven and five, being the current four and five seed. First, Cascade Bear is another team with two thousand points. He's at twenty eighty one. So he is actually closer in points to D Slacky uh, than Andy. And I gotta go back. She's actually one hundred and ninety two points away, not just ninety two. So Cascade is about a hundred and thirty points behind uh well that would be about 122 away from d slacky but is a full game back of all three of those teams does still have a potential to get a buy but it's going to require some work and then the fifth seed is lefty right now sitting at seven and five 
with 1785 for points. So it's like the top four are in the in that kind of 2,000 point range, and then it really drops down to 1,700 for the rest of the league, which is kind of crazy to be honest. So Lefty is the five, and he has 1,785, and I am in last, and I have 1,712. What do you think about Close. that? Yeah. Close one. And, like, not even, like, the lowest scoring team. There's two other teams that are scored lower than you, but they just happen to get wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even say that we could tier, like, tier one being Sterk and D-Slads right now just based on points. And then you could do, mm-hmm. like, a tier two on her own would be Andy, and then you drop down to kind of – oh, well, I guess you could – tier at Andy Cascade and then it tears down big time from there absolutely crazy like if you do the math it's like 85 lowest was one of, so teams with an 81 points scored of each other that's that's wild that's fantasy football though this year yep so and it's always wild like usually the top seeds for our league are always kind of predetermined but then it's just so wild right in the middle hmm so then, after the seven five teams, we got two six and six teams right now. They're currently in the six and seven spot. Starting first at the six is Randy, at seventeen twenty for points, and then right behind him at six and six is Will with seventeen oh six. So he's only behind by fourteen, but obviously there's a lot of moving parts. After that, then eight through eleven, we have four teams that are five and seven. Uh, being you with 1733, so that's more than Will. Little Slads at 1718, that's more than Will. Prince Palmer at 1715, also more than Will. And then China Star at 1702 in the lowest points for our league right now. All those are 8 through 11, but kind of all in the same tier, just separated by that one game. And then in last is myself at 2 and 10, but even my record. I still am right around that five and seven mark for points, sitting at seventeen twelve. So just a lot of just wackiness from probably the six or even the five all the way down to me. Looking at like some of the points against, Will has the lowest points against of anyone in the league with seventeen hundred. He's like the Minnesota Vikings right now with only six points. Points for over points against at the moment. Mm-hmm. And no one has clinched the playoffs, and no one has um, been eliminated with the exception being me. So I am out, and I've actually locked up the last place, so I'll be handling the engravement fees this year. Uh, but everything else is just kind of, you know, um, very close, to be honest. So let's take a look at who everybody plays. Um at the top, we have Sterk playing against Andy. So this week is a huge matchup for Sterk. As he plays Andy, it's a battle of the first and third place team. Um, the winner is going to vault their way into a bye. And the loser is almost assuredly going to drop out unless D. Slacky would lose as well. Then Sterk also plays you. And I know you said you have a ton of key buys next week. Yep. It, it looking, we were looking before the pod, and it looks like I'm pretty much out of the running for a playoff spot unless something absolutely nuts happens. So 
I mean, between Sterk, Slacky, and Andy, whoever goes 2-0 pretty much is going to get the bye because of that key matchup between Andy and Sterk. Um, if Slacky would go 2-0, he's guaranteed a bye. And then if Sterk goes 2-0, he's going to get a bye. No one's going to be able to pass him. So 2-0 is really the key number for these three teams. Slacky actually plays against Will and China. Kind of a weaker schedule for him for these next two weeks. Uh, and then we have Andy, though, playing against Sterk and Cascade. That's really tough for her. And that's actually who you play as well. Cascade, oh, Cascade and Sterk, yeah. 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 So Cascade plays against you and Andy. Lefty plays against Prince Palmer and Little Slads. He's got to love that schedule, to be honest, just based off our current kind of team breakdown. Um, he wants to get in the playoffs right now, and he's in a very good position, especially having that one-game cushion right now to do so. He's also at the top of the tier of those 1,700 points, which would be huge for a tiebreaker. If he wins this week, I'm pretty much going to pencil him in, but we obviously can't guarantee anything. Randy plays against China Star and Will. Will plays against D. Slagkey and Randy. Justin plays against Cascade and Sturk, previously talked about. Little Slads plays against me and Lefty. Prince plays against Lefty and me. And then China Star plays against Randy and D Slads. Now, of all these five and seven teams, I don't want to rule them out officially if they do lose this week, but it would be really hard for them to come back because they'd have to gain at least a, a game and they would have to jump a, a team or a few teams in points four. So... How do you see this kind of shaping out as we look at these next two weeks? Do you think, who do you see getting the buys? Who do you th I guess the main question I have for you is, who would you pick between Sterk and Andy this week? We haven't even previewed the matchup, but what do you think? Oh, we haven't even previewed the matchup. Um, just looking at it right now, and I without even looking at their rosters, currently, Sterk is projected to win by 20. And Sterk's on a three-game losing streak. Andy's on a two-game winning streak. I don't see Sterk's team giving a four-game losing streak. So I think Sterk's going to probably pull this one out unless there's plenty that could go wrong with that. But I think it looks like Sterk is going to make that happen. And then we already talked about D. Slatke's easier schedule left. It looks to me, and pretty much all year this has been the case, is that T. Slatke... And Sterk have been in a league of their own, but Sterk's and Slacky's recent losses have brought Andy back to them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of tier this as, I think Slacky's going to walk away with the top seed. He's got the easiest strength of schedule going forward. Points four would be the only thing that would determine it. So um, he's got a clear points four against Andy, but not against Sterk. So he's got to... He's got to get either points back from Sterk or just kind of finish a game ahead of him, which he can definitely do by looking at his schedule. However, Will right now, sitting at 6-6, six and six, really needs this game this week to basically solidify him in that playoff spot. Um, and even if Randy would would win against China Star, he Will might still be on the outside looking in, but they are only separated by 14 points. That's... Having all of these people in play right now, it's making my brain hurt. Like trying to come up with all the different math additions and subtractions and where the points for and points against against. 
We need Steve Kornacki on the job. Yes, it's that time for Steve Kornacki. So we'll have to kind of just see how this matchup plays out, and I'm going to let Justin talk you through how that's going to happen. All right, so Week 13 has a lot of uh, ramifications for the playoff picture. I'll get started with my matchup against um, Cascade Bear. Right now, Outdoor Furnishings is currently projected to win 188.5 to 140, so about by about 48.5 points. Uh, for my side, I'll be starting Heine against the Giants, Cam Akers versus the Seahawks, Jonathan Taylor versus the Cowboys, Young Bucks versus the Buccaneers, Amari Cooper versus the Texans, Goose Egg Gasick, who very much lives up to his name, against the 49ers, Captain Kirk versus the Lions, Devontae Parker versus Buffalo, and then I have two IDPs around 10 points or more in Jumpman and the aforementioned Jack Sanborn. For outdoor furnishings, he's going to start Bird Feeder versus the Titans, outdoor metal artwork against the Jaguars, who's had a phenomenal year, ladder golf game set against the Packers, Horseshoe Pit versus the Rams, Superstar Flower versus the Dolphins, Squirrel Feeder versus the Broncos, Giant Sombrero and Shades versus Chicago, Wicker Furnishings versus the Chargers, a couple notable question marks here. Um, and then all four of his IDPs are predicted to be around 10 or more in Electric Weed Whacker, 2021 Unanimous Defender of the Year, Tree Trimmer, and Gas Grill. If that matchup held, I would move to 5-8 and eight and most likely be out of the playoff picture. Outdoor Furnishings would move to 8-5 and five and would be firmly in and potentially with the ability to move up. Move on to the next matchup, which is Free Frosty Fan Club versus Team Little Slats. In this, right now, we have a lot of tactical tanking going on uh, because some of the guys, oh, we have a little bit of change, um, but some of the guys at Little Slats is starting, they're interesting. Uh, so for Free Frosty Fan Club, he's currently projected to win by four and break your 10-game losing streak. We'll see if that plays out. Mike White is going to be starting against the Vikings. Benny Snell versus the Falcons. Glenn Robinson versus the Giants. Chris Middleton versus the Saints. Ish Smith versus the Titans. TJ Ford versus the Jets. Jason Terry versus the Giants. And King Slayton versus the Commanders. You got Dicker the Kicker. I just love saying that. Um, and three of the four... IDPs are projected to be around 10 or more in Jordan Warrod, Mike James, and Drew Tranquilizer Bunny. A little bit of tactical tanking going on, but not too much there for this side. This side is the one that I saw a little bit more earlier, and then there has been at least one change so far. Uh, for Little Slads, he's going to be starting that a baby versus the Jaguars. Ramondre Stevenson against the Bills. Earlier he was on his bench. Jamichael Hasty versus the Lions over Travis Etienne. Interesting move. Uh, T. Higgins versus the Chiefs. Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Jaguars. Taysom Hill at tight end against the Buccaneers. Garrett Wilson against the Vikings. George Pickens against the Falcons. Um, he's going to have no IDPs projected to be around 10 or more. So he'll be 
at the moment on his bench is Etienne and Fields, who are both questionable, which we'll say that. I will say that. Um, he's, he's got a couple IDPs that are currently projected to be over 10 or more and a, probably a better tight end flex ability as well. So if this actually held, and we'll see with some lineup tinkering, um, Team Frosty Fan Club would break the nine-game losing streak and get in the W column. We'll see where that ends up. The next matchup we have is time to play the game versus the Prince who is Pitts. Um, in this matchup, Lefty is currently projected to win 168 point, uh, basically 169, um, and Prince is going to have 145.22. Lefty would further secure his spot in the playoffs, and Prince would be on the outside looking in. For Lefty, he'll be starting Trouble versus the Lions, Yahtzee versus the Rams, Risk versus the Titans, Outburst versus the 49ers, Perfection versus the Colts, Humans versus the Chiefs, Scrabble or Scorderell versus the Steelers, Snakes and Ladders versus the Browns against their terrible run defense. He's, he could score 50. Um, and then for the IDPs, he's going to have three around the 10 points or more in Trivial Pursuit, Mousetrap, and Clue. For the Prince who was Pitts, he'll be starting Miss Jackson's Is For Real against the Broncos. Thunder Thighs versus the Bears. Rashad versus the Saints. Campbell Soup versus the Cowboys. Alec Pierce versus the Cowboys. David Njoku versus the Texans. Josh Palmer versus my cousin, sorry, versus the um, Raiders. Let's ride badly against the Bravens. Uh, he's got three of his four IDPs projected to be around 10 or more in Thunder Highs, the immortal Alonzo I. Smith, Hickey, and El Culio. If that held, Lefty would, like I said, be 8 and 5. Prince would be 5 and 8. We'll move to the next matchup. We have Team D. Sladke at 8 and 4 versus Operation Get to 500 at 6 and 6. Right now, D. Sladke is projected to win 184.4 to 161.3. D. Sladke will be starting Patrick Mahomes against the Bengals, Caleb Huntley against the Steelers. Man, when he has a bye or an injury at his RB spots, it gets very fast. Uh, then he's got Stephon, or Saquon Barkley against the Commanders, Stephon Diggs versus the Patriots, Devontae Adams versus the Chargers, Travis Kelsey versus the Bengals. Mike Williams is questionable, but it will he could be playing against the Raiders. Mac Hollins versus the Chargers. For his IDPs, he's going to have two, around 10 or more, in a Bell Dangerous Man and Max Crosby. Then we got for Will, he'll be starting Got That Dog in him against the Raiders. I'm Your Boogeyman against the Giants. Devin Singletary versus the Patriots. MVS 2.0. I think he's a little bit more than that, but we'll see. Against the Bears catches anything except for that which he doesn't uh against the cowboys the mooth is booth against the falcons tiktok sensation against the bengals hooked on a ceiling against the jets he's got all of his kickers and idps around 10 point uh projections and i get lifted jake kumro's cousin 
Rashawn Evans got kicked in the dick. And that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, who could be going for his third straight cookie. But it's only a second. Um, we're going to skip that matchup, and we're going to go to the fifth matchup in Team China Star, which who is five and 5-7 versus Team Tactical Tanking Allowed, which is 6-6. Six and six. Let's just say this is not tactically tanked whatsoever because Team China Star currently has three illegal players in this lineup. Um, we'll start with Team China Star and Randy making that Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson trade and then starting them against each other here. So, Russell Wilson will be going against the Ravens' defense um, for Team China Star, who's projected to lose by... Well, it's 48 right now, but with three illegal players, this matchup projection is most assuredly going to change. Uh, at running back, he's starting King Rowland against the Falcons. Deontay Foreman, who's on bye. Allen Robinson, who we previously talked about, who's on IR now for the rest of the year. Tyler Boyd, which is baseball trooper against the Chiefs. Yogurt versus the Dolphins. Lightning Bolt Emoji versus the Bengals. Darnell Mooney, who is on IR and is out for the rest of the year against the Packers. Um, and then for his kickers and IDPs, uh, Spaceballs for kickers projected around 10, as well as Leighton Vanderesh, All Elite Spaceball, and Dr. Schlotkin. For Randy, who would move to 7-6 and six if all of this held, which it won't because otherwise we might have a problem with trying to start staying in the league with three violations at once. Um... Deshaun Watson uh, against the Texans in his season debut and Brown's debut. He's going to start half of the, the Cleveland's starting lineup here with Nick Chubb against the Texans as well. Delvin Cook versus the Jets. A.J. Brown versus the Titans. Mike Evans versus the Saints. Dalton Schultz at tight end, cookie winner. Kareem Hunt, the third Brown in this lineup. K.J. Osborne against the Jets. Um, as for his kicker, Daniel Carlson is projected to be around 10, as well as Fred Warner, Harrison Smith, and Richie Grant. E, if Team China Star submits a valid lineup in time, this projection will change, but Randy would move further, secure his potential playoff spot at 7-6 and six there. And now we get to the matchup you've all been waiting for. The two teams, two of the three at 8-4, and four, the one in the three seed. Stark Daddy's in a three-game losing streak, and he's in a two-game winning streak. Both of those streaks would change if the current projection held. Stark Daddy's currently projected to win 190.6 to 172 over Andy, so by about 18 and a half. For Andy, she'll be starting Daddy at quarterback against the Chiefs. Alvin Kamara, who was against the Buccaneers. Derek Henry versus the Eagles. Keenan Allen versus the Raiders. Justin Jefferson or Roy, versus the Jets, Robert Tunyon versus the Bears, Leonard Fournette, or Playoff Lenny, versus the Saints, Tyler Lockett, versus the Rams, uh, and she has three of her four IDPs projected around 10 or above, in Ed Oliver, cookie winner, Deshaun Elliott, and Tremaine Edmonds. For Sterk, they'll be starting the, the GOAT, Josh Allen, versus the Patriots, Tony Pollard versus the Colts, Christian McCaffrey versus the Dolphins, Brandon Ayuk versus the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill versus the 49ers. We've got a lot of guys in that game. 
Uh, Cole Komet versus the Packers. Austin Eckler versus the Raiders. Zeke versus the Colts, so double Cowboy running backs. Um, and then three of his four IDPs are projected to be around 10 or more in Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and Uchenna Nuosu. If this helped, Cirque would move to 9-4 and four and almost assuredly get a bye. Andy would move back to 8-5 and five and be in the same category as Cascade and would have a little bit of work to do to potentially have a chance at that bye in that three spot. So, we've talked about the standings, we've talked about the waivers, we've talked about two straight weeks of um, matchups, and we've gotten the preview in here. Is your brain hurting yet, or do you think you got it all figured out? I think we're good. All right, sounds good. So let's let's hope that these next matchups are uh, gonna be doozies because the projections don't say that. Well, there's a little bit of technical tanking going on in your matchup. There is um, outright <clears throat> like I haven't checked my lineup. In another matchup, I think once we have a couple more changes, it might be a little closer, except for my game, because it's going to be a route. (laughs) But you're going to win next week, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all we got on this episode of the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. Thanks for listening this week, and hopefully we'll be able to come to you next week and preview the last week of the season. Thanks for listening.